0: You're listening to the Skipping Church podcast.
1: What's it do? It turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. It's a nightmare. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. With Shane Fleeman and Corey Johnson.
0: All right. Welcome back to the Skipping Charge podcast from quarantine. Uh this is episode I have no idea because I don't even know what day it is anymore. I've got Corey on the phone here. We're doing a remote podcast today.
1: Man, you know, I didn't even uh I all in all honesty I forgot yesterday was Friday.
0: I did too. <laughs> yeah.
1: I when I no was sitting idea. there Daisy Daisy came home from work and I was like, What's up? And she's like, No, I'm just ready for the weekend. I was like, What is it tomorrow Saturday? She's like yeah, Corey, tomorrow's Saturday. Oh,
0: Because <laughs> she still has to work, right?
1: No, she yeah, she still works, man. Like, they're considered essential because she teaches at the hospital. But I don't know, man. Uh, uh, yeah, so, fuck, I mean, hell, I guess in a way, like, they've made it this far with no problems, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they have that shit on lock.
1: Oh, yeah, she, they're doing, like, uh, no parents are allowed in the building at all uh children are dropped like they there's a foyer to their their door you know their building right you know like you open the door and then you have to open another glass door to get in Uh so now uh parents can't come inside the foyer they uh are inside the foyer i think they drop the kids off the kids come in they take off all their like their jackets and stuff and then they uh i think they sanitize their hands and stuff like that and then they let them come in and if I'm not mistaken, I think all the teachers are wearing masks and stuff. I'm not sure.
0: Sure, that's good. Yeah, I was yeah, going to ask you, uh, how, how crazy are you getting with all the, like, cleaning and stuff?
1: Oh, not at all. I, really? I like, it at my house?
0: Yeah, well, like, uh, so, for instance, I went to the grocery store for the first time, I guess, I have no idea, two days ago, and, like, I got all suited up, and when I brought all the groceries back, I, like, lysol everything. Like, are you that?
1: Oh, oh. Uh, no, no, I don't do that. But I haven't been to the store in about two weeks.
0: You're smart. I, I keep yeah, buy, I just, not I n- buying not enough buying not enough stuff because it's uh cooking for one's kind of weird. Like it's kind of hard to gauge how much to buy. So yeah, man. I've kind of like, given up a little bit. I'm mostly living off uh, microwave meals these days. No shit. Yeah, but uh, well, healthy stuff like as healthy as you can get as far as frozen food goes. <laughs>
1: I, nah, man, like the thing I've learned a lot through all this is like I enjoy cooking to begin with, but the main thing I've learned a, a lot about this is, is more how to stay home and eat my meals at home instead of eating out so much. Oh, yeah. Save like, a shit uh, lot of money. Yeah, like yesterday I grilled a bunch of chicken and some sausage and some other stuff like that. And then I just kind of portion that. I usually grill pretty hard one day a week and I kind of portion that meat out for the rest of the week. And then, uh, you know, so then, like, I plan out all the things I'm going to cook because I'm just at home all day, mainly, you know? Yeah. So I usually don't have much to do, anyways. So it kind of gives me something to do. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty bored. I can say that.
0: You figure out anything to keep you busy yet? Anything new?
1: Uh, I went through a little slump, man. Like, about, I think I was, we've talked about it. Um, I went through a slump, to, like, probably last uh, finally this week i've kind of come out of it like you know it seems like this whole thing has at least on a large part and even if you follow it like in the uh, in the news or on my crazy twitter it kind of seems the same for those people too like even even people that you know i don't because i really just follow people i don't agree with on both sides but uh it seems that even that trend has kind of followed the same pattern that we've had me and you have talked about like you know, the first week or two, it's like after the fear leaves and you kind of accept everything, then the boredom sets in, and when the boredom sets in, you're kind of left with like a, Oh, for me, it's like just this lack of motivation to really do anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it, not not so much that I'm I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV, but like like I'll go out and do kettlebells, or I'll, uh, you know, I help my kid do her homework. But I mean, like just using the time to do something positive like read a bunch of books or you know whatever I just oh, I just haven't done as much as I thought I'd be able to do Yeah, no, as far as that goes
0: I figured at the beginning of this thing I had this you know great positive outlook about it I was going to get all these books read learn a new instrument and I've done some of that but not nearly what I thought I would
1: yeah like I I learned a new I learned a couple of songs on guitar that I had never had or I uh I've read, like, one or two books, maybe. I think it was really just one. The other one I was halfway done with to begin with. So it doesn't really... Yeah, it's just... I don't know, man. You're just not meant to sit inside all day.
0: Yeah. it's. I guess it's something about the lack of urgency. Like, we have so much time that you feel like you have time to do whatever later.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Like, I, I, do, I will tell you this. I, I went and trained. You know, I've been, like, real not depressed, but like, how would I say it? Oh, well, that the first week was real bad. Cause when, you know, when they were starting to come out with those original numbers of how deadly everything was going to be, it was really scary, you know? Like, and it was like, so after that kind of faded, I, uh, I haven't been sad or depressed or anything, but like, um, I went and trained yesterday morning. I went up to the gym and hit the bags and stuff. And, man, it just was so much better for my mind that I kind—I just – it's so crazy that – but if I go jogging or if I lift kettlebells, it doesn't really do the same uh, thing to me if I go and punch stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe maybe because I'm more passionate about it. I don't know. But, like uh, – or I enjoy it more or – I don't know. But, like, I really felt a lot better after that yesterday and had, like uh, – you know, like – well, I mean, like – just a bunch of plans that me and Daisy had had, we'd kind of like put it off like for this year, you know, like we were kind of like, ah, we might not be able to do them cause of all this and blah, 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 blah. And all this stuff like, I guess, you know, and sometimes you kind of get in your own head and you don't realize that sometimes your precautions and I don't mean like precautions for going out. I, I don't necessarily mean the virus. I mean like, uh, just like precautions in general, you can overthink things so much. And then like after yesterday, it's just like, I mean, fuck it, like, this is going to pass, life's going to go on, I mean, you know what I mean, like, if I'm presented with opportunities, I need to take them, you know what I'm saying, so, like, there's just some stuff like that, and it really made me feel a lot better about everything yesterday, Yeah, and then,
0: and I would, I mean, I've really thought a lot about this, and I have to say, anyone who's, everyone's going through the same thing right now, like, this, uh, trying to balance out anxiety to, like, preparedness, and, the thing is this is something that no one in our generation or several generations before has had to deal with so we're all kind of you know learning on the fly here. So it is yeah. there's an adjustment period to kind of getting your head around what this thing is.
1: Yeah, and I think like I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I don't know. Like it's just yeah, like you said it's just a weird thing. It's hard to even sometimes it's hard to quantify. Like you can't you can't really like put it into words like because everybody knows you know and then you just see how ridiculous people act you know if you watch tv and stuff it's just like what the fuck man like and and the the reality is some people don't know how to handle pressure you know we've talked about that a lot and this is another thing that like we all had to kind of learn how to handle ourselves and i don't think i think a lot of people can't handle it and i think some people can and i mean there was there was definitely and then there's some people just flat out don't give a shit <laughs> yeah. like and i'm so jealous of those motherfuckers i gotta too. like
0: <laughs> other than like them not being cautious might you know come back to haunt them down the road but that mindset of just like not worrying about all this has got to be so comforting
1: you know but fuck man like the, the problem is is those sons of bitches who don't worry about it. Like, you know, me and you were real caught, like, especially the first week, man, like the first week I was, I think me and you really scared the shit out of ourselves. We just sat uh, around and
0: scared the shit out of each other.
1: I know. We just got really scared. Like, this is going to be bad. I'm for sure going to get it. My wife's going to bring it home to me and you know, what have you. And, and I think like, and, and, but that's usually all, well, I won't say that, but like, um, yeah, like yeah, you just you just scare the shit out of yourself and, and then at some point you realize like, okay, look, like um if I do what I'm supposed to do and you know, I take my precautions, I'm probably gonna be all right. And like then luckily for us, we're in a good age bracket for this thing, so that helps too. But I'm not saying that means me and you need to go swap spit or anything, but but <laughs> not like not uh, for a couple of months. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like uh but yeah, like it's yeah, it's crazy. I I think now I've kind of moved into the, um, I don't know. Like, how, how do you feel about everything now? Like, what, what do you think?
0: Um, as far as like personally dealing with it, uh, I've come, like you were saying earlier, I've kind of made peace with it and made peace with the idea that I'm going to be stuck at home for the rest of this month for sure. Maybe longer. And do you, you just... ever
1: have, Do you ever have the feeling that you understand what it's like to be like, there was, I, I, I feel like this, like, uh, Well, yeah, like, like what you're saying, like, but what I mean is, like, my question is, like, how do you, like, how do you feel about going back into the world
0: now? Weird, Uh, especially the social aspect of it. Uh, Having just like, like, I talk to people on text and on the phone a little bit, but having so little social contact for the last month, I feel the only anxiety I have left is the anxiety of going back to that now. Like, how, how am I going to readjust to that?
1: oh okay yeah see like me man it it could be world war three outside i'm ready to fucking go bro
0: (laughs) oh yeah i'm not saying i'm not ready to get back out there for sure
1: Uh, yeah i'm like i I mean it could be this thing could be world war three and i'd be like you know what guys we gotta fucking take our chances bro i gotta get out (laughs) i gotta get out there man it's it's the you it's the human spirit mushroom clouds
0: in the distance Corey. i think we should wait a second
1: yeah, like it, it's the human, it's a human spirit, bro. I'm ready to fucking get out there and risk my life for absolutely no reason.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: Like, but yeah, like I don't know. Like now, I've kind of entered into the phase to where, like, well, I mean, it, it's you know, and the and the crazy thing is, I was talking to Daisy about it this morning. You know, it, it's so funny, dude. Like I remember, dude, the first, three weeks ago when this started, when that uh, Neil Ferguson dude for Imperial college gave out that 2.2 million death report. And I was shook, bro. Like I was like, Oh my God. Like this is, this is a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about a, a, a death on a pandemic scale that would rival. Like, I think they said the Spanish flu killed 30 million people to 60 million people worldwide. And like, we're talking about 2 million just in the United States. And I was like, fuck, guys, this is bad. You know what I mean? And thankfully, everything it's, you know, fa- thankfully, everything's been, I think in a lot of ways, we really lucked out that it, it it's turned out to not be as crazy deadly as they said. Yeah. Because it, it would appear that we weren't necessarily ready for it. And I don't. I'm also not in the bandwagon of pointing fingers on why I think like that's human nature is you're going to keep doing shit the way you're doing it till you get fucked on the head or you know till you get knocked on the head and you got to change your ways you know yeah. so like I
0: I don't give a I, shit about blame, like well I say that but I feel like we need to make sure this never happens if we take anything away from this like I don't care if I don't think you should just like shit on people I don't know really know how to articulate what i mean but just to make sure this never happens again we have to do whatever we can to make sure this never. whether that means well, you know we, shaking yeah, things up in the way that these systems are organized or make making sure we have the light right uh, leadership in place next time like when it comes to uh voting now i know i'm going to uh take a much closer look into uh these candidates like their opinions on uh, science and how much they value um input from experts that kind of thing
1: yeah like i i think like the biggest thing for uh, going forward is that or what i think will happen cuz i don't really spend much time thinking about what we should do that's not my job so, <laughs> yeah. but like uh, but like um i i think what's going to happen is i think we'll be better prepared but the reality is, is like for something like this, I don't think we can ever be truly prepared other than you can only be as prepared as your last pandemic. Right. That, that's kind of how I feel about it. So like, I feel like after this is over, does that mean like, and I'm not sure. And these are just questions thrown out. There. I, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't really fall one side or the other. Cause I, I don't really know, but it's like, should, because there's so many ways to solve the problem, right? Like, should we have, like, you know, for example, like, should we have overflow hospitals in every city that basically are just locked up and I, I, maybe they're just maintained to make sure the equipment works and clean them? You know, and we have them in every city in case of things like this happening. Yeah, you know? or have spaces that have, you can uh, should, second purpose at. Like, that. And like, should we have stockpiles of, of uh, ventilators and all sorts of medical equipment that literally it may go on. And I mean, this is a reality. Like it may go untouched for a hundred years. It may go on. Untu- it may become obsolete in 20 years by new technology. And there's all this wasted money and wasted. And I mean, these are real questions that people have to answer. And I don't know what the answers are. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think now that these, I think that we're going to start looking a lot harder into these questions. And I think they're going to start making more precautions. But I think what the biggest overall reach for this thing like I don't really want to talk about death rate, not because it's it, because for, I, like I hate putting body counts on shit, but um, outside of like you know human life, what I mean is I think the biggest consequences that this is going to have is I think this is going to make every nation really take an inward look about the benefits and. Uh, what's the opposite of benefit chain?
0: Detriments or
1: yeah, yeah, detri- The benefits and detriments of being so globally com- connected, and I don't mean that in like a like a like a weird way. Other than like uh, what I mean is like, if eighty percent of our medical supplies are made in China, that doesn't make sense for any country to do that anymore. Yeah, I, I don't feel that. You know what I mean? I feel like. But you know, or at like, least yeah, not like, be uh, so
0: dependent on them. like. Maybe some of right, it's made. Right. Someone's made in Canada. Like spread out your risk a little bit. So if like one, if yeah, that sure. one thing fails, we're not completely fucked.
1: Right, and then it's like you know, like in the in the reality of the situation is, I think that for me, this whole thing, I, in my opinion, and I mean, like, I, I just you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like. This whole thing has really shown aside that like look guys, we are globally connected and we're all we are uh you know, we're all equal and we're all the same. But that being said, there's also something to be said about there are dangers to like what we're talking about, this global community that's so connected and we just have you know, like whether it's medical stockpiles uh, or medical supplies are made in other countries, and like some countries don't produce anything that would be necessary in a situation like this. And and I don't mean it just from our side; I mean it from everybody's side. So in a way, it's like this: these there's certain aspects to like I don't want to call it human nature, but maybe the human experience of just like we've said before: like when this thing happens, it reaches out and touches you, and it shows you like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, you're on your phone and you can talk to people in Beijing and they make all your medical supplies and you don't need to because you can get it at a cheaper cost or whatever and whatever the case may be. But once you get out and that vulnerability gets put into the forefront, human nature takes over and it's going to be like, well, I'm not going to send Canada like I think Trump stopped 3M from sending Canada a bunch of medical supplies because we needed them. And I'm not saying like that's right or wrong, but the reality of the situation is when you're completely globally connected, those things are gonna happen when people become vulnerable because they're gonna protect their own before they can help others.
0: Yeah. And And we I don't think we also I'm not that getting into like a war like that is I mean, it hurts us too. It's like cutting your nose off to spot your face because the thing with Canada is we also need uh, the products that they manufacturer and if we you know right don't send them that we're not getting the the benefits of this relationship we have with one of our closest allies that I, I don't see i mean it, it unless it was right. like that was like the last ventilators that we had and just sending them to canada meant that that number of people would die which i don't think you would ever be able to quantify but I, you're right it's such a having a, well, I, a globalistic society I, I don't mean society. like there's a
1: right or wrong answer what I mean yeah. is these questions these questions will have to be resolved after this yeah some so people like, a lot smarter the, than
0: us need to figure this shit out
1: right like what what's the what's like should should the united well, the great thing about the united states man and and this is the truth is the great thing about the united states is since world war 2 at least from everything i've read and all that shit maybe i'm wrong but the united states has always been perfectly capable of self-sustaining itself in every way we have just chosen not to because it's cheaper to have you know if me and you own a business and we sell you know i don't know ventilators and it costs well we know this right and it costs us more money to 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 make our ventilator here in the united states or we would have to sell a ventilator at a higher cost well, it's everything down to t-shirts, right? Like that's why all our shit is made over in other places because it's cheaper for the American consumer. Right. So when I, I don't know, like what I mean is like, but the great thing about America is like, it can always just like in world war two, if we really have to, we can get behind ourselves and industrialize ourselves and focus. And that's really cool. And I think people should be really proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. But, but going forward, there's that question. It's like, should, us is like like for me personally i think and i don't mean this in a bad way or anything but i think i don't know it's just for me i think that you know like you take a you can see this on micro scales like uh there's a gi brand called uh origin geese right and they're made out of maine and these guys make uh most probably what would you say shane like 95 percent of um Most jujitsu apparel and gis and stuff are made in Pakistan and India and stuff like that. Just like most
0: any other type of clothing,
1: uh, right? Right, along with everything. Yeah, Yeah, it's not. It's by far not unique. But these guys, they took a stand and they wanted to make their own American-made, and they did it from everything. They they bought American cotton, they dyed it here in America, they wove it in America. They make, you know, struck, uh, constructed the geese out of or fabricated the geese here in America using they reopen like they would go and like find. Have you seen those videos where they'd go and find those giant weaving uh, textile mills out of those old abandoned warehouses in the northeast and yeah, they I would remember get them up that. and running and move them to their factory like it's really cool. Now the cost of that is is that the ghee that we make is about fifty on average around fifty or sixty dollars more than what you can buy the other ghees from Pakistan and stuff. Yeah, which really so, isn't
0: that terrible when you consider the quality of the product. Right, it's not so ridiculous. It's not think, ridiculously priced.
1: I think that probably one thing, and not just us, but every nation should look at is like we need to be self sufficient. Like, of course, there's a great. It's great to get things at a cheaper cost and stuff. But now with things like this, that vulnerability can pop up sometimes. And if you're not prepared, that's a that's a big fucking problem. Yeah. You know, like it, it it can literally cost lives. I mean, but that's just an example. But I don't know if that's you know, I, I think there'll be a lot more of that. I think there'll be a lot more of a move to like, like, man, did you see Japan uh, is paying to have all their corporations out of remove all production out of China?
0: No, I didn't see that.
1: Yeah. So like the repercussions from this have already started like they they're moving all their production out of like companies i don't know what the hell but they're moving all the government is paying their corporations to get their businesses out of china Like they don't they don't want to be connected again to where this shit pops off and then it's also probably a punishment for how the chinese government handled a lot of this but I wonder how this—because
0: oh, it's already—it's been tense for decades between those two countries. Oh, Again, yeah, they hate each since other. since forever, other. actually. I wonder what China's response to that is going to be, if that they see that as like an uh, act of economic uh, warfare or something.
1: I don't know. I think the biggest thing—one the one of the biggest things coming out of this, once everything goes back to complete normalcy, is that the world's relationship with China, I think China is going to really get hurt from this man. And I don't mean—I just think like— economically i think what japan's doing is what i think we're gonna do it i think a lot of countries are gonna do it because it's like man like you guys lied about it then you tell us you have it and then you you know they they suppress their own people from talking about it. they turn off social media uh links and shit and then like man it's just i think a lot of people are upset about it and like rightfully so but jesus man i and i don't have an opinion on that one way or the other really I, i'm a little upset about it but oh it's communism what do you expect like you know what i mean like i don't know why that's a surprise to anybody but when you do business with countries like that it, it that's in my head would kind of be one of the the uh you know the things you would think of going into it like hey these guys might you know woo i don't know but yeah you would think I so i <laughs> think I th- yeah, but I think going forward, that's going to be one of the big things is I think it's going to hurt China a lot on a world stage because, you know, it, and you can see it clearly every time you look at like the the statistics on the virus. It's just like China's route and curve follows no, no other countries, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, it's just nuts, man. Like, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's crazy, dude. And so I don't know how that the world in a lot of ways coming out of this will be i think a lot different in 10 years yeah i think so too i don't know if it'll be better or worse i mean i don't think it's anything worth like getting into a conflict over but i think there will be definitely like i think one of the clear things coming out of this is countries are going to take uh measures to protect themselves against that and rightfully uh, against like uh, another uh pandemic and then I think economically and geopolitically, China's gonna suffer man like they're gonna get wrapped on the- wrapped on the knuckles over all this because they put a lot of countries in danger like i mean the hell man you i mean I don't agree with some of this stuff I, but there's there's uh politicians in the United States right now that i mean they're furious over it they want like reparations they want trying to pay reparations to all the countries that have suffered because of this. I don't really agree with that, but I mean, just to give you like, there's people that are pissed about it. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty mad about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I'm not saying anybody should lose a job over it, but I'm pretty pissed. Like, well, yeah, probably there's, there's probably a lot of people that need to lose their job, but they're not going to, but, but, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, shit, man, like, it's just a it's a crazy thing like you sometimes you know people think governments are transparent and and honest and they're not like i mean i don't think ours is i don't think ours is uh by any stretch of the imagination perfect but damn we're not communist china dude <laughs> like, yeah. like you don't have to worry about us lying about the bodies piling up anywhere you know what i mean like it's impossible. You have free media and that's good, even though I think the media sucks, but it's good because I damn, I would rather have the problem we're dealing with than what they have. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Do you uh, see, uh, mean... kind of, are you ready to switch topics? Are you still got more on that?
1: No, yeah. Whatever you want to do, man.
0: I, I was going to, uh, say, um, so for the past couple of days, I don't know if you've, uh, been avoiding the news or not. The, uh, the narrative's gotten a whole lot more positive about the, uh, the curve in the U S they're saying that, uh, they've lowered the expected deaths, uh, several times now. I mean, originally it was, you know, millions. Then, uh, Dr. Fauci came out and said, that's probably going to be a hundred to 200 K. And then it was 80. And I think now they're saying somewhere in this 60,000 to 6,200 range. Right. Yeah. So their, their now- projections are getting a lot more positive, but it's interesting. And you know, I'm an idiot, so I don't understand like how, you know, this the uh, <sighs> pandemic stuff really works on a biological level. But um what was I gonna say? It's interesting well, it's interesting that we're at the uh peak deaths per day and that uh the narrative uh that we're getting out of the scientific company like is a lot, positive, yeah, a lot more positive now.
1: Well. Yeah, like this should be the darkest time, but if you get on if you get on social media there's not a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. You know, like today, I think, was the deadliest day in American, not American history, because I don't know what that would have been. But I mean, as far as like uh, this goes, yeah, like you said, I think today or yesterday was the deadliest day for the pandemic or whatever. Well, that that's if you buy China's numbers. I'm sure they had a lot worse than we did. But but uh
0: right. For sure.
1: It's but, a lot worse and, than what and, they reported. And I'll tell you one thing. like, if, I, I, I think the longer like well, I most people know this, but like the more I, I hate having my idea, my, well, it's the same with any idea, right? Sometimes I get so pissed off that like ideas you have, especially even on something like this can class People can classify you into a political group. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're like, you can't just say things and, and not be fearful of people like calling you or, you know, or not be fearful. Of, I, I even asked myself, like, am I a wacko for saying this? Cause I don't like saying, it, but like going back to what you said, like the, the death rate, like it's so high for us. We've had the highest. Our no, we now have the most deaths than uh, than any other country. If you buy uh, China's numbers, but all the others are probably trustworthy. So we have the at least the number two highest death rate uh, from this thing. And yeah, man, there's so many ways, and it's such a uh, it's such a a, a, a complex thing that of course you can you can almost make it as deadly as you want it to be and as harmless as you want it to be and so like yeah like you said like if today like it's real it should be the the darkest time because we're losing the cuz the death lags the death lags a week or two behind the curve because it uh you know people are getting sick who are dying today got sick you know a week ago or more And yeah, like you get on the show or on any news media or Twitter and it's just, eh, not very many people are talking about it. And I don't know, I don't know, I guess in a lot of ways it's like human nature, right? Like you kind of compartmentalize the bad things and go forward. I don't know.
0: Yeah, at least you try to.
1: Yeah. And like, I don't know, man. It's a, uh, it's crazy. I, I remember I was telling Daisy last night, like we stayed up real late last night watching TV and... I was telling her, like, I remember, like, in the first week of this, the first week of spring break or so, when I was really freaking out, you know, I was watching Italy's numbers really closely, and I remember waking Daisy up being like, man, Daisy, a thousand people died from this shit last night in Italy alone, you know? And I don't think, and now, granted, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to make it harmless, but it's like, in a lot of ways, I didn't realize that, like, I guess, like, everything is so This is just an observation. It's just about your perception. Right. So when I was so dark and like freaked out about this, because they're saying it's going to kill 2.2 million people. And I'm watching Italy who's getting their ass kicked by it, and they're having, you know, 800, 900 people die at night. And I'm just like, holy shit. You know, and then now I think we lost 2000 people yesterday. Right
0: close to it i think it was uh, yeah. just under it but yeah our, definitely our deadliest day so far
1: and then and then i just told daisy last night like it's so crazy that i remember when italy was going through it i was t- i was telling daisy that night like man you know like we're just on the up and up on this thing like we're just starting we're gonna have our dark time like that and i'm curious what the numbers are gonna be you know and then now that we're in it i just kind of feel like yeah like because my disposition's different i'm not as depressed it's just but it doesn't make sense you know what i
0: mean yeah no i get you it's it's one it's it's hard to stay that freaked out for about the same thing for that amount of time like like you said like you kind of have um after that adjustment period you um it's like exposure therapy like you're exposed to something so much that it maybe detrimentally becomes less uh scary and that, I, I, that, that I'm worried that people are going to let their guards down and I don't, it's a different, uh, it's a really different circumstance, but, um, like the Spanish flu, for instance, the first wave of the Spanish flu was not the deadly one. It was the second wave that came in the fall following the first one that that yeah, was when it yeah, got really yeah, bad. Uh, so I, I hope much, people don't let their guards down. That we actually, after, uh, as soon as we can, you know, get back to uh, work, we're, we're doing things that will, you know, mitigate this future uh, disaster before it happens.
1: Yeah. I think like I, saw, I read that too. I think the Spanish flu also mutated on them, yeah. which uh, thank God that hadn't happened to us yet, but it's a possibility. And so, uh,
0: to play devil's advocate, I guess, or to be more rational about it, you do have the, that second wave came when all these soldiers were returning from World War One. So you've got yeah. massive population movement of all these soldiers coming home and You know, you're bound to spread disease a lot faster that way. So there, it is kind of a different circumstance, but that doesn't mean that this virus couldn't just uh, mutate into something more deadly.
1: Right? Yeah. Well, and then shit, but you know, like that's that. I think like I don't spend too much time thinking about that because I go back. I don't mean like in a in a way of like not being careful. I just mean like because man, that when we think when we go down that rabbit hole, in a lot of ways, it makes me think like of like uh, it goes back to the vulnerability of being human i mean like yeah. that's a that's a real possibility that could not only happen in 3 months it could happen anytime like i mean it's not just this virus you know what i mean right. like it, it could be anything like and that's it's scary, and that's why we have to do like out of this i think coming out of this i think the best thing we can do is just get get as prepared as we can be for things like this because it would seem outside of like a large scale nuclear war or something that this would be the most deadly thing that could ever happen to our species from now on. And so like, I think they need to take a serious look on, okay, so like if, how do we mitigate things like this? If that means we need to have a hospital built in every city and every town with more than 5,000 people that just as a cleaning crew that makes sure things work and keeps it clean until it's used one day, then that's what we need to do. Yeah. You know, like, but I don't know. I don't know what the again. I don't know what the answers are. But that's what we need to look at coming out of this. I think, and and then look at like our relationship to the rest of the world, and and at some point, like going back to the origin geese, is it better for us to have more businesses in America that benefit stuff like this, even though we have to pay more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I would say yes, you know, but it's like you said, like, if it, I mean, I know a gi doesn't necessarily have to do with anything. That's a good this, example, but, though. Yeah, just an example, like, uh, you know, if buying uh, scrubs and uh, protective wear for hospitals and doctors and stuff like, if it's cheaper to have those factories here in America, or not cheaper, if it's, you know, a 20% price increase to have those things here in uh america then damn it that, that's something we need to really look at doing yeah. you know what i mean and it would probably be cheaper for the damn government just to subsidize those things to have it here in america because shit it's going to cost a lot cheaper than sending everybody a 1200 hundred dollar check
0: yeah no kidding
1: or at least i would i would think it would i mean, I don't, yeah, I mean you that know, was protect- what, a
0: two trillion dollar uh stimulus bill that they signed so yeah, I'm Do sure what? that it was like a two trillion dollar bill that oh, they signed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I'm sure that money could go a long way in uh preventive yeah, measures. Hell,
1: th- think about it, every citizen's getting twelve hundred, so fuck, just on a personal level I could buy a shitload of like gloves and glasses and face masks. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm buying
0: a whole case of scotch. Yeah, it's gotta be cheaper <laughs> for the government like, all right, we're just gonna put a plant of every you know what I mean? Like Yeah.
1: But uh I don't know, man. I, I I, I saw I haven't I, I saw some uh, whisperings I, I haven't seen any major articles that Texas was uh planning on coming out of this thing first did you see that
0: no I haven't heard that I thought we were oh. still waiting to get our
1: I saw a couple of people talking about it but I don't know if it's a real I don't know if it really happened I, I think it said something about go- uh Governor Abbott said something about or they're they're making plans of coming out of this thing uh I'm guessing after the because I, I know we have the statewide thing until May, so I'm guessing after that. But I kind of expected that anyway. Oh, you're that talking like, about
0: but, just not not as far as the curve goes for us as a state, but like reopening, uh, just right, reopening right. the He's economy. Talking, I'm talking
1: about like uh, trying to trying to ease back into the economy as soon as possible. From what I was saying, like they were talking that Texas will be is might be one of the first ones to try to do it because. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to try to do it after uh, this month, but I have a feeling a lot of a lot of states might try to do that after this month. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, you you know that's that's I think the biggest thing that I've had to tackle, with, like like wrap my mind around about this whole thing is that question, and and then and, and things that deal with that problem as far as uh, you know, like now you see. You know, I, I kind of write this off to more of a conservative freak out or libertarian freak out in the same way I write off like crazy lefty politics, you know, like yeah, it's just a small vocal group of morons. You know what I mean? And then uh, on the other side, I think just kind of like you see these videos of these cops giving people tickets and shit for jogging outside by themselves or whatever. You know, have you seen that stuff?
0: A little bit. It's it's very yeah, like by the uh, part of the country parts of the country are having different reactions to that. Like I know here, like they've said explicitly, yeah, listen, we're not going to pull you over just to check and see if you're out for a good purpose. Just we're putting a little bit of trust in the people to follow these, uh, guidelines and be safe instead of having to, you know, enforce them that way. Whereas, uh, California, I don't know if you saw this, but this is some kind of freaky, uh, Stalinist shit. Uh, the governor, uh, I believe, I think it was the governor uh, said that they were doing rewards for people reporting other people who are violating the quarantine. What the fuck? Yeah. That better be a lie. I've seen it from several sources. Let me uh, Google that just to make sure. No, don't. I don't even want to know. (laughs) No, I don't want to be spreading misinformation. Uh, God, I hope, uh, I hope California. What the fuck? Offers reward for isolation violators quarantine breakers
1: quarantine breakers I was talking to Livingston yesterday I was thinking about I was like man how about me and Shane just jump in the car drive up to Amarillo scoop you up and we just turn left and drive to the Grand Canyon and drive a circle around it and drive back
0: that'd be fun
1: I'm dead serious like I don't I know all the parks are closed but just to like I mean, there's probably some cool, I bet I could, I bet we could Google that like amazing attractions to see off, you know, just from your car. <laughs> where like, you don't have to get out of your car, but like, I'm not joking, man. One more week of this, I, I, I might really be pushing you two to do this, something like that. Cause I'm losing my shit. But, but going back to that, well, what did you find? Does it look like, I'm not finding it.
0: That? Um, so I, I've seen it from several sources, but they were all, uh, secondhand reports and, uh, I try okay, not to uh, look at stuff. I, I hope that's he may not have said true. it like offhandedly. Let me see.
1: Well, it's like a, it's probably like those pop, those cop things. It's probably like you know some stupid local municipality or some police department, some little suburb said that shit and it got, who knows? I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because yeah, Jesus I will too.
0: Uh, I can't find anything. So uh, let me just say, don't take what I just said. as yeah, let's, uh, fact.
1: Hope, let's hope not. But I know that there, are, but even for me, I think the fines are too much. I, I think it's like, man, you can't tell people, like, but it go, this is like going back to, what I said, this is the biggest thing I've had to wrap my, my mind around it. And it's going to fall under people's personality types. You know, it's the same reason why people hold the politics they do. And for me, it's like I can't I I just kind of had to look at this thing like I've tried to be as I mean, like me and you have talked about a a lot as I've been as responsible as I can possibly be. I, I, I literally have limit limited who I see down from probably. Oh, I don't know, 150 people at the gym, possibly 70 people a day at the gym, maybe more Yeah. to where I have literally seen maybe the same five people. And I don't even see them every day, but I mean, the people that I've seen within the last month are probably whittled down to by minimum less than 10.
0: Yeah. Other than going to a grocery store, I know for sure I've seen three people.
1: Yeah. Other than, other than that. And as far as like me getting in within six feet of somebody like outside of the grocery store, I, man, I haven't seen my parents in four weeks. I haven't seen my grandparents. I have, I have seen my wife, my kid, my brother, you coach Bruce and Doug. That's it. Yeah. And you know, like, so
0: and we're even doing I, this I, remotely. You and I have already like seen each other all this time and we're still like doing a uh, even more responsible thing not to, you know, kiss her own ass here, but I've got you on a microphone on a phone right now. So,
1: yeah. Like, and I mean, it, it's like, I, I've been as responsible as I can be with it. And, and that, and a lot of that is dude Cause I was scared to fucking death the first week when they're yeah. telling me mi- two million people are going to die. But like, um, I think where I fall on this whole problema is that uh, you know when you live in a free and open society, the only thing we're we're only as free and open as our redneck neighbor is. You know what I mean? And I look at it like I think the the strongest thing the government can do is what they did is is suggest make very hard suggestions, and then I'm not even against them closing the businesses down for a little bit. You know, they're trying to give those stimulus packages to help and everything. But it is going to be detrimental to to yeah. a lot of people, man, including maybe me. I don't know yet. But um, but, yeah, like as far as that shit, like having cops police people for coming outside or I, I saw a video of a cop chasing down a dude who went on a jog on a beach by himself. He, I mean, he is running by himself and there is nobody. And it's like some guy's taking it from a, his rooftop, you know, that's a ridiculous. thousand yards away. And this cop is, like, chasing him, trying to yell at him. I don't know if he's going to give him a ticket or whatever. I mean, if the but beach if, is,
0: like, closed, like, if it's, like, a public beach that is closed, I sure, guess that's that, trespassing. That could, that but the, if yeah, he was just jogging on his own, that's fucking ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that, you're right. That could be the case. But, um, but yeah, if it's just because he's out and about, bro, I, I don't care. I, I honestly don't even think they should be able to shut down state parks, but um, – I, I, yeah, like I'm with you. Like it, it, I fall on it. Like, dude, I would rather have, and you see this on social media and it's, it's a funny thing. You know, like a lot of the people and granted, I, you people have to always take my comments on Twitter, not my comments on Twitter, but what I say on here about Twitter for <laughs> the grain of salt. Cause I follow the wackos on both sides and some smart people and that's about it. But like, uh, you know, the same people, who came so? It's really funny when you think about it. The same people who are so vocally and just adamantly detest out the current administration, right? Are the same people who call, call for the harshest restrictions and enforcements by that administration. I'm like, man, if I hated the motherfucker in power. God damn sure wouldn't be wanting him to use more power. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? You got a point it's like, there. Yeah.
1: It's these weird contradictions. Like We just have to be like very,
0: the- very cautious with how we address this. Yes, we should take all the steps that we can within reason to prevent us from spreading. But we have to be very cautious with what we allow. Like this, um, I don't know if you've seen um, the idea of—I uh, know China definitely did this. I don't know about other countries— Uh, Tracking people's cell phones To maintain social distancing Like constant tracking Like
1: to come and and arrest me if I don't?
0: Yeah well to uh, As a way of um, Seeing where people are gathering Uh, Like so if they're like Oh there's ten cell phones in this one Like little square We need to send the police there to break that up That that scares the shit out of me Yeah that scares
1: the shit out of me Because it's not like
0: they're going to give that up Once this is all over
1: I look at it like this, man, and I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Was like the churches. I didn't really agree with them shutting down churches or any well, or well, yeah, I do agree with them shutting down churches for the same reason I agree with them shutting down businesses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as far as like, but if those same 100 people, bro, wanted to go meet out in the field and have church, I'm hard pressed to stop them because now. I understand the, the possibilities of how that can affect everybody else. They can put everybody else's lives at danger when you have everybody in the congregation outside catches the flu. They smash the health care system, where the people who catch it, you know, doing what they were supposed to do, can't get the medical treatment they need because these assholes. Like I get all that, but that comes back to the thing of like freedom is you know a freedom. The freedom Red ain't free. Wild, bald, bald eagles fly. <laughs> The bald eagle of freedom flies above uh, s- conscious, uh, intelligent citizens as well as dumb, stupid rednecks. Yeah. So, this, like, this
0: whole thing, we wouldn't even be having to have this uh, discussion if there weren't so many fucking idiots out there. You know what Sweden yeah. is doing? Sweden is not doing a lockdown right now because their people are so yeah. uh, used they're just to following more rules. Disciplined, yeah. They're just more disciplined about this. They're like, yeah, the people just with- will... They'll follow the rules. We don't have to worry about it.
1: Same with Germany and the same with Japan. Like, they've yeah. just handled everything a lot. So South Korea, too. They're just more closed societies. Now, I could make a devil's argument to where, like, uh, David Belinsky talks about this in some of his books. He talks about how social taboos are very important for societies because it's reasons like that. Yeah. Be- because, like... America is free and open, and you do whatever the fuck you want. Like, and nobody should be able to say anything about it, you know. And me and you, to a, to a large extent, are the same way. Like, I mean, I really can't think of anything that uh, somebody wants to do with themselves or their own body or whatever the fuck. As long as it's not bothering me or anybody else, you know, like yeah. that, then hey, go for it. Like, what, what, I don't give a shit what you do. You know yeah, what
0: I mean? I think, like, but, we're both very uh, libertarian in that regard as far as. You know personal choices that don't affect other people negatively like yeah do what right. you want
1: but those cultures are not yeah they're not yeah and 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 it's just one of those benefits of this society society a to society b is i think probably it probably has helped america be america and be the land of the free and a land of opportunity and so economically and it's by far the In my opinion, I mean, I'm a history nerd. America is by far, the the United States of America is by far, without a doubt, in my opinion, the best country that's ever been created by man on planet Earth. As far as social freedom, safety, quality of life, um, you know, all those things. And, but, when you compare to like Society A to Society B, Society B might not have all those things, and they might live, like you take a society like Germany or Japan, like they're pretty close to like us, you know, as far as like a quality of life for sure, you know, yeah, and safety and everything. But um, I would imagine that if you're, um, I don't know, what homosexuality or transsexual uh, transsexuality, whatever you call it, um, is out is going on in Japan or Sweden or Germany but I would imagine it's not as open or ex- accepted as it is here because I've never heard of anything about it there, but maybe I'm wrong. But I, th- I yeah, mean, they yeah. have a different
0: outlook and I think it has become a lot more, uh, out in the open, especially these past two decades. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? I know what you're
1: saying. Like there's, I don't know if that, I don't know if those two are good examples, but for sure we could find examples in those cultures that you and I would be like, well, this is kind of scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what they would be. Probably in Japan, if you don't work 14 hours a day, they'd probably look down on that, and I'd probably be like, damn, guys.
0: (laughs) Look at Japan's attitude towards uh, tattoos. Like, they treat people with tattoos like they're instantly uh, Yakuza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and I can walk down the street with uh, short sleeves on, in parts of Japan. I know it's more lax now. Is it the same way in China?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think that Japan, what's the other thing about the, the way they work there is so crazy, like, isn't it the death rate? Or suicide oh, rate. Oh, God, yeah. Something, They're there workaholics.
0: Was some,
1: there was a reason that they had just recently changed. The government mandated, like, the the maximum amount of hours they could work in a day is, like, 14 now or something. Is that what it is? That's what
0: they lowered it to?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think wow. they lowered it to 14 or maybe 16. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, like, there's, like, literally people, like, working all day in an office. And, like, I, yeah, I wasn't it you and you told me that in South Korea like they have like those guys like they sell office clothes because yeah. they don't ever go home yeah
0: part of that's because they're out partying which uh, Japan's kind of has that same culture like the uh oh, that's awesome. they go out and get wasted with their boss after work and they can't leave until their boss leaves
1: yeah, It makes sense when you're working all fucking day though you want to yeah. cut loose that's the same thing with like Daisy's dad like mean, they work their ass off but when it's time to cut loose they cut loose yeah
0: yeah. in South Korea, uh, like they've got a huge focus on education. They're like huge, the uh, amount of pressure on those kids to uh, pass these. Um, I don't know what the, it's like their version of like the SAT, the like, at least national exams to, uh, determine like what kind of occupation that they can be qualified for, I guess, or what university oh, yeah, they get into. Right. That's another thing about those that, cultures. I kind of don't agree with so much pressure. And so like everyone is so focused on it. It's, it's like a, a rat race; the whole country's running at the same time, so no one can relax.
1: Like, yeah, like because that goes back to that old capitalism and uh, that kind of open society. Things is it? Yeah, would you those- say that they're
0: more capitalistic than the U.S. in that regard?
1: <laughs> I guess, as far as like just trying to make money on an individual level, but
0: that's kind of weird I to think because I always I think- assumed that we were the most like capitalist-driven society
1: maybe like, I don't know about government policies. I don't know that much about that stuff and economic stuff. But, um, one thing is that I would feel that like the difference between us and uh, like, I, I'm pretty familiar with like Chinese culture because of coaching all of them. But one thing I felt as far as like my dealings with that and just what you were talking about is the, the emphasis on education is that a lot of like life experience is lost, I think. And, and those things like I've seen so many, uh, Asian kids just like have no idea what it's like to play sports and have friends and 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 create like these, that so yeah, those experiences you have as kids that we are familiar with. But I think in a lot of, I'm, I mean, I'll say this, and it might not be on on such a large scale, but like, dude, I, I've met some kids that they have none of that. Yeah. I mean, none of it. This missed they out, out on social- socialism. When they get out of school, they go home with their parents and they continue to study and do homework and study more. And then they eat, like, there are no games, there are no, no, let's go play football with Johnny and let him, you know, physical activity and, and like things of that nature, you know what I mean? Like, in a way, you could almost say they don't, there's not as much of an emphasis on um, physical health and strength and athleticism and things like that to where in America, for some people, those are bigger than school, you know?
0: Yeah. So, well, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't look know how much emphasis right we put on uh, professional sports here. A yeah, lot. A lot yeah, of people yeah. go to college, like on these athletic co- uh, scholarships, just to play sports, yeah, so that shit, they can bro, they have the opportunity to it. maybe possibly get into the pro league. Like, so, uh, there's so well, there's such a big focus on that in this country.
1: Look at outside of soccer, man. There is no other sport. I can't think of another professional league in the world. Baseball is really
0: popular in Japan.
1: Well, what I was going to say is to where the top-tier level of it is can meet the, uh, the United States.
0: Oh, yeah, other than soccer, yeah. yeah I, I don't think soccer. anyone else... And what
1: I mean is, like, I that much Japan money into it. loves... Japan and them love baseball and stuff, too, and South American love baseball, but I don't think they love it enough to have things on the scale of, like, a uh, 100,000-seated arenas. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: Like Everyone just really loves soccer do. so much. That's that's what's taken away. Like the rest of the world loves soccer that much more, probably more than we love football. I
1: wonder I don't if that's why, because that's their big, that's the only sport that's on that caliber. You know what I mean? Yeah. For them, because uh, I don't know. Man. I wonder like, if like so- the same
0: amount of the youth is like making a run at trying to go pro in soccer as like it is with basketball and football and baseball in this country.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, and then, uh, you know, like, it looks like. Uh, what were we talking about? I was gonna say, oh, um, yeah. I don't know if that Texas thing's true, if they're gonna come out of this or not. But I'm, I don't know, man. I'm really, I don't know, Shane. Like, that's the crazy thing is, like, we really cannot tell you what it's gonna be like in six weeks.
0: Yeah, like something I'm hopeful. Gonna... I'm hopeful for is um, they're uh, pretty close. I think they said that within weeks of coming out with this antibody uh, test so they can test and see if you've already had it. Yeah. And they're talking about doing like some kind of like maybe issuing people like a document showing that they've already had it and allowing those people to go back to work or like shit. Maybe they get like a wristband, like they're going into a club or something that says that they're uh, immune to this strain or something. Yeah. Some kind of system. The
1: the problem with that is that won't happen because, I mean, it might happen, but it'll be on a micro scale because they're not going to be able to test everybody in the United States. So, like, it would take so long to do it that I think they're going to start just, ah, we're just going to open it up and see what happens. Sure. And if it, you know, if it spikes in two weeks, we're going to shove your ass right back into your <laughs> ass again. You know what I mean? Like, God. back in, back in. But And, and mean, that would like, have
0: such a more detrimental effect on the economy than just waiting, I think, because like all these businesses would, you know, be trying to rush back into uh, opening up to the public so they can actually make some money and in investing in all the supplies they need to do so. And if it g- gets to the point and like when there's another spike in two weeks and they all have to shut down again, like that's that much more money that they're out.
1: I don't know, man. It's, I really it's scary. Like at, we have to be
0: really careful about how we handle this. Like I'm worried about I the should... economy too, but shit, I don't. No, that wouldn't be that much worse
1: well the reality is and this is kind of where i fall on it is that i agree with you like i, I agree everything you just said but at the end of the day man it's not going to matter because people can't financially stay inside you know what i mean like yeah. it's like we talked about a million times like i totally agree like man maybe it's better if we extend it maybe it's this or that but at a bare minimum What's going to end up happening, in my opinion, at a bare minimum, they're going to tell everybody who's high risk to work from home and social distance until this thing gets under control. And they're going to send the young folks like who are because one of the best things I was reading the reading the some stats on it is it is like uh, very, very, very like, you, of course, you see the stories of like, you know, young dude, 30 years old dies from the coronavirus or five-year-old kid but like i was reading earlier that it has killed more people who are above the age of a 100 years old than it has people under the age of 50 or under the age of 40 that's crazy because there's not very many 100 year olds you know what i'm saying that's true so like the, the death rate of this thing for young people is minuscule man and I'm not saying it's not dangerous, but it's minuscule. So at minimum, what's going to happen is they're going to let those people go back to work and do their part because fuck, like they don't have a choice because it's like we've talked before. Like you take a guy like, you know, let's say Gaze's brother. He works out in the oil field. He's a primary uh, primary breadwinner for his home. Actually, the only breadwinner for his home, his wife is a stay at home mom and stuff like that. Right. Like it's hard to make a case for millions and millions of people who are under the age of 40 who are at you know who who, who run the chance of 0.04 well, chance of dying if they get it if they get it and you want them to stay inside and go into financial ruin they're not going to do it man and i honestly can't say that we should tell them to you know, and I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think that at a bare minimum, that's what's going to happen. And they're going to and they're going to bite the bullet on how hard that might or might not hit them.
0: Yeah, you know they, I they just have I mean, to, I, I it's mean, up the to economy, the government, I mean,
1: the society, like if if they do say I think in a minimum, that's what they're going to say. Like, let's say May 1st or May 15th, they're going to be like, OK. Older folks, you're going to have special times for you to go to the grocery store like we have. We're going to continue these measures. You keep practicing social distancing and stay at home if you can. You do everything you can until this thing mitigates itself. You'll be the first to get vaccinated or antibodies or whatever the fuck we can do to help you guys. And then the young folks are going to go and the people who are at low risk or people who have already had it or people like you said, if they can ramp up testing and have the antibodies, you guys get out there and go about life in a safe way and the social distancing shit no i i wouldn't be surprised if they put regulations on restaurants and businesses like the gym and it's like that's what they're gonna try to do man because i i just don't see how you you can keep so many people who are at such a low risk of this thing inside to go into financial ruin without there being some serious problems yeah. when i say problems i mean like riots and crazy shit you know what i mean like yeah,
0: if, if people get hungry or if they they're risking losing their house yeah it's going to be a yeah, huge problem
1: exactly bro like it, it, it's the same thing with me too shane like me me and you like if the gym closes let's say the gym closed next month bro I, I, i'm I, i'm gonna take my fucking chances i don't have a choice guys like I, I don't have a choice i'm not gonna lose my home or not be able to pay my bills because i might have a 0.4 chance of dying from this thing you know what i mean like fuck it. I, I will go out and I'll be as safe as I can. But man, it, it, yeah. It, I And I mean, I don't want, mean to belittle everything. That's just kind of how I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like that. I feel like they have to open it up to the people who are less vulnerable to get out there and do their part to help the economy and make money for themselves. And you know, like, it's just like, fuck man, we don't have another choice. Yeah. Like, unless the government's got more money than we know and they just keep writing checks. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: just gonna start handing out gold bars from Fort Knox.
1: Yeah, That's, dude. I'm just gonna like as soon as I get my Trump check, I'm going straight to like United and I'm just gonna be like, Hey, I need twelve hundred dollars worth of menthol cigarettes. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk flipping these Isn't that off the of, that's off of Dave Chappelle, right? where they get reparations, He's like, yeah. did you start a trucking business? I hell no, I bought a whole truckload of menthol cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I wouldn't buy menthol; I'd probably buy uh, what's my vice? What I really like, soul clamatos. I'd probably buy soul clamatos. Yeah. Clam- a refrigerated semi truck full of soul Hell yeah!
0: Just drive but, that around like ice cream truck.
1: Yeah, like I, I love. I just feel like man, like. You know, at the end of the day, and this sounds so shitty to say it, but at the end of the day, there is a level of human vulnerability to death that we can't escape. And for young people, it's like, yeah, this is a flu that's rough on you too, man. It's rough on everybody, you know? And at the end of the day, it's like, I I just feel like, fuck, man, I can't, I can't live like this. And like, what am I going to do? Lose my home and go live with my parents? You know what I mean? Like I, if, if it came down to that, which I really don't think it's going to come down to that, but just for example, but no, I don't think um, so either, but yeah, it, it's going to
0: take a combination of everything that you're talking about. Like we have to roll out the, the government has to step up, step up and really fucking get these tests out there. Like the antibody test and everybody know, has put to every dime that. that you can into finding the vaccine, get every like, you nope. Know, person in the field working on this thing which i think they already are which
1: is right like so i look at it like it's kind of the way i see politics and everything is there's always a middle ground that's probably where we should be so like exactly like going back in our attitude towards everything right going back into the economy or into normal life everybody has to do their part the government needs to do their part in making as many tests and antibody tests and vaccines, whatever the fuck, to get these out to people so that we know for a fact who has it, who doesn't have it, who's had it, who does not who hadn't had it, who has who's, uh, has immunity towards it. And those people can give their blood to help people in need because they're doing those plasma They're having like a lot of success. I read where uh, people with antibodies, they're giving their donate. Like Rand Paul was donating blood and working in hospitals and stuff because He has the antibodies to it, you know? Oh, yeah, since he got it already. So, like, I mean, like, so people can get out there and do their part. The government has to do their end. People on an everyday, normal day, day to day basis have to do their part. You need to be clean. You need to keep following your social distancing. You probably you know, I'm, I'm probably going to wear a mask. Um, I had to order one, but when it gets there, I'll wear a mask to like grocery stores and stuff like everybody needs to do their, their part until this threat subsides. You know what I mean? So like, if we think that like, like what, you know, and then like the alternative to like, and that's what I mean. So we're one extreme is like, yes, some crazy wackos like Candace Owens who are just like, You know, they basically think you should go back to the Super Bowl tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, let's just have March Madness tomorrow and open up all the arenas. Everybody go stand next to each other. And then you have people on the other end who think people should basically stay locked in until, you know, the fucking end of the year or something. And it's like it's neither, in my opinion, it's neither one of those things. It's going to be a combination of everything. But it all comes down to everybody on every level has to do their part. Yeah. Just like just like those societies we were talking about and that's why they're better than us at it is because there's more of a social responsibility to do your part and they're more disciplined about doing it
0: yeah exactly how and, much uh, do you think is going to be left over from all this as far as like the precautions that we're taking how much of this do you think we're just gonna dude, be living with I would, forever
1: I'll tell you this bro are you talking about how people will react when they come back out in the public
0: yeah like not just short term but long term
1: I am never all my days, like you guys have to remember, like I was a crazy, stupid redneck until I was about 14. Like I mean, we were nuts. I mean, and all the dudes I hung around with were nuts. My grandfather, my my, you know, I come from a very blue-collar, rednecky, fuck you, everything, <laughs> no fear of nothing. Okay, and I. And, and I think Lubbock and Texas in that way, well, so with you. you. I mean, it's like, we're all familiar with that lifestyle, at least in this area of the country. You know what I mean? Yeah. And are people who live that lifestyle Shane, I have to say, bro, the biggest thing that surprised me about all of this is I never in my life thought I would go to Walmart and see more people in masks and face coverings than not. I never in my life. People, people are scared, bro. Yeah. Like, they, they like, and I'm not saying the fear is unfounded because it's better to be safe than sorry. Like I'm not mad at Neil Ferguson for coming in at 2.2 million people dying or whatever, but I never in my life thought I would see it. If, for example, there's something I saw yesterday driving to the gym, chain that I swear to you, I never, ever, I, I just, even when this started, I never thought I would see it. I never thought people Would react to it. I saw a grizzled old redneck out here in the country because I drive the back road to Lubbock from Robesville. I saw this grizzled old redneck walking outside to get his mail in his cowboy hat, his boots—you know, his work boots, his cowboy hat—you know, his work clothes, not nice ones. But he's not like one of the cowboys that dress up for nice occasions like me. He's like a—it's
0: like an actual cowboy.
1: (laughs) He's like the dude who wears a cowboy hat every day. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like Sam Elliott. Walking yeah. out to get his damn mail, Shane. And he had a fucking mask on, bro. Because he's scared that shit is in the air. Wow. He wasn't going to see anybody from his door to his mailbox and back. And he had a mask on. And I remember thinking like... In a,
0: in a town of what? What's Ropes? 500? No,
1: Shane. Not even in Ropes. This is... I mean, he is does not live within a mile of anybody. It's on the back road driving to Lubbock. Oh, shit. Yeah, like he is completely isolated. And he had a mask on because he thinks it's in the air, obviously, because he's scared. And I never in my life thought I'd have. My grandfather has a mask and I never thought I would have seen that shit, man. Never. But things change when you get older. I understand like my grandfather. I understand like I think he enjoys uh, life a lot more than he used to, (laughs) but like uh, because grandkids and stuff, but man shame dude i never thought i'd see it so i really think dude if texas is doing that shit man i think we got a good chance because when i went to the grocery store i don't know how you were everybody had masks on. i was shocked bro
0: yeah it was uh it was probably about 50 50 when i went like you could tell the people who didn't give a shit like yeah. uh you know they've got uh now at our supermarkets um, they've got uh you know the 6 foot rule in place they have someone at the door making sure that they're uh they'd have no uh more people above role, right? a certain uh number and they've got lines on the aisles like you can only walk one way uh one way down the aisle or you're supposed to and there's people who really like like me i was gloved up masked up like keeping my distance doing my best to follow the rules there are a lot of people like me and there's some people who just did not give a shit like getting close to people like no mask going the wrong way down the aisle. Some people like they just, they just don't care, man. They don't see how it benefits them to, you know, follow all these guidelines. They feel like it's a front on their personal freedom.
1: Yeah. Like I just never thought Or maybe I'd they don't even too. know. I don't
0: know. Maybe they just I, had I never, their head under a rock.
1: I never thought I'd see it, Shane. So I'm, I'm pretty positive. Really? I, I really am. And I think like, I think that like in a lot, I think it's just like we talked about before, man. There are so many variables to this thing that I really, I don't think we overreacted. I think we took a very precautious overreaction, not overreaction, a very cautious uh, reaction to it to make sure we weren't going to get those 2.2 million deaths, right? Yeah. And, and of course that's better than anybody who says that's bad. Well, we crashed the economy for nothing. All right, you're an idiot. Like there's no there's no reason to listen to you because the smartest three people on the planet, these three college, I think uh, the the anyways, they, they're all telling us this is a big deal. And we closed it down. And yes, it looks like now, in my opinion, right, like New York City is going to get hit harder than anybody because of the lifestyle, culture and the physical way that city is right. Like everybody lives on top of each other. They take buses, subways, they walk, their grocery stores are the size of a fucking closet. Um, You know, we've been to Argentina and China and stuff. You you know what I mean? Like the same thing with those places to where the rest of America is very different. And I think that's why it hasn't spread anywhere in America, like it's spread in New York. And I hope, with the warmer weather, and they don't really know why flus dip into the warmer weather because half seasons. They think it's because maybe it's hard. It's for sure harder to transmit when it's hotter, but it's not impossible. People's lifestyles change. They spend more time outside instead. Like in the winter, no matter what you do, if you're social, you're cooped up in somewhere. You know what I mean? To yeah. where the summer, I feel like that's the pick. biggest
0: factor. Just the proximity of people in the winter exactly. versus the summer.
1: And then you, pro- yeah, you get all oh, everybody's bunched up together inside because it's fucking cold. But in the summer, you have more barbecues, more outdoor picnics, swimming parties. Your social activities move outside. So I'm hoping that with those combinations of things and everybody doing their part, man, I, I really think that – I just my opinion. I really think we're going to come out of this thing with less than 60,000 deaths. I, 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 I hope
0: think. so. I, I hope this is even now, l- less than you know, their most you optimistic mean, models. You know,
1: I wouldn't you, I wouldn't even be surprised, Shane, if they came out of this thing. with Because New York is peaking now, and they're putting up like 80% of the daily death toll just in themselves. And uh, once New York comes down, I wouldn't even be surprised, man, if they it kills less than 40,000 people. But what makes me – what I know is going to happen, and it's without a doubt going to happen because it's already kind of happening, is – and yes, there's some credibility to their argument is what scares me the most about it is these fucking morons are going to come out and say like, look, these so-called experts on science came out and told us to dig our, remember our, 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 my quote, it's like, they came out and told you to put your head in the sand, put your ass in the air and get ready to get fucked. Corona. But like, uh, it's like they come from 2.2 million to 300,000 to 100,000 to 60,000. And it's like they completely are going to say that, like, science can't answer all these problems. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, they don't about. know how science therefore, works,
0: but they'll use it as right, a talking they're
1: gonna point. Say, they're going to say, therefore, they shouldn't have the level of influence they have in politics and government. And what's the number one fighting point over science and politics? climate change so oh man i'm just not ready to hear that bullshit <laughs> oh god if it
0: goes that direction we're, we're just we're done it's we, just mi- like, we might as well go
1: live out in the cabin I, I in the woods I mean, man like I, I i'm not a climate change denier i'm not necessarily an activist i mean i think i do actually pretty good i want an electric car for god's sakes but um but the reality of the situation is like it goes back to the same thing somewhere in the middle is probably the truth. Is the world going to end in 20 years? No, but it's not going to fucking be okay for the next 10,000 either. You know what I mean? Or whatever the fuck, but
0: yeah.
1: uh, it's just, this is the one thing I'm really worried about is I hope people think like, look, man, this thing was, it, Oh, it's a little bit more deadlier than the flu. Yeah, you're right. And look how it ravaged old folks, man. Look yeah. what it's done to nursing homes.
0: Yeah. Just like, it's, I, I mean, wiped out it, nursing it's, homes.
1: It's, it's crazy. I mean, like, no matter what they say, I have never heard of a flu bug just wiping out nursing homes. Yeah. You know? And even if that was only people it killed, fuck you, man. That sucks. You think it's, yeah, you think it's, it's <laughs> like my grandparents. My grandparents are 85, both of them. You think it's, you think it's just, oh, I just write it off the statistics that, like, my grandparents can't see my my kids And because they just got hit by the coronavirus and that, but you know, it happens. Well, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like their, their life experience and life is just as valuable as mine. Granted, they've had a lot more time than I have, but that's a bullshit argument. I hate it. And it's like, yeah, this thing might be just slightly deadlier than the flu. They got a whole bunch of attention and everybody freaked out and, we did a good blah, blah blah blah. But look what it exposed. It exposed that whether we were whether it was deadly or not, it exposed that we were not ready for it if it was. Yeah. And that's what we have to take away from it. Like I man, hope people I, come
0: away with a more of a value of science after this. I yeah. know it's like and it may be optimistic to the point of, you know, denying reality, but I, I have that glimmer of hope that people will at least a, a significant amount of the population will look at the way that uh, we responded and the way we were able to uh, prevent the crazy numbers of deaths that they're originally estimating through the rec- recommendations of these experts and that they will value that in the future. I hope I,
1: well, I'm a I, I little bit, there will be a, I don't really think anybody's going to come out like on a mass scale and say like, yeah, it'll be the same. It'll be the shit. same
0: crazies that were, you know. Yeah,
1: I think you'll get some crazy. But it's just like this, man. Pandemic. Like, let's let's look at this like in in an intelligent way. Pandemic preparedness, as far as the science that deals with it, should be digested, in my opinion, the same way that climate change science should be digested. And it's this: uh, it's better to be safe than sorry, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: a hundred percent.
1: And it's like I'm not saying. Now, granted, I'm not one of the people that think that you should crash every nation's economy tomorrow to fix it, but you have to make incremental, you have to fucking just understand, look, we have an effect on the environment, there is a possibility for us to have Large-scale deaths and pandemics. Let's start making meaningful changes to prepare for this shit. Because yeah, it might. You're right. It might not be another hundred years till we see something like this again. And the next fucking time, it might be twenty-five thousand times worse, and we fucking lose a hundred million people.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, so is is it? It's the same thing with climate change. Like, why would you not? Why would we not spend money to do things that we know are beneficial? Like. Why would you not spend money to, to to develop you know new technology and research and things that can help that we know are reusable? We're not fucking up the planet. We're not dumping shit in the oceans or whatever. Like whatever. Like why would you not want to do the right thing? Like I don't come and shit on your lawn. Well, the biggest hurdle know?
0: the biggest hurdle we're gonna to have to get over is we've got this thing as a species. That, yeah, that's uh, the biggest problem. We're we
1: we're bad at long term planning.
0: We are terrible <laughs> like, at long term planning.
1: Yeah, we're, well, it's not just that we suck as a species because there is a part of human nature that's dog shit. Just to where, like, oh, yeah. there are there are people without a doubt who profit from climate change and climate change science, and will do anything and say anything and pay anybody any amount of money to say that we're all going to be gone. To basically lie to to scare people into them making money, but the problem is, is that just pushes people away from it. You know what I'm saying? Like that pushes the guys and some people in the middle and people on the other. That's it, the same thing in politics, right? It just divides people instead of like everybody being, well, people aren't honest. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying all climate change science or anything like that. It's everything. It's from, it's just like this bitch who's talking about like, uh, what we were talking about a second ago about like, oh, uh, nobody's going to die from the coronavirus. You should just, like, bitch, do you know how fucking far that pushes people who are scared to death? Like, this bitch is crazy. We're not coming outside. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, humans suck, dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's one thing this has taught us.
1: <laughs> yeah, humans suck, and I didn't even need a pandemic to tell you that. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I but I'm optimistic, man. I was really yeah, scared, I am, but so. I think things are going to be okay. Like, all you can do it's like we said from the beginning, man, is all you can do is do do your part and you're probably gonna be okay. And if that's done on a large enough population percentage, we're probably gonna be okay.
0: Yep. I think so too.
1: But uh let's let's play a fun game. Um what was I gonna tell? Shit, I just forgot it's gonna be fun. Uh you got something else? Say something else. i oh, Okay.
0: To... Uh let me think. Oh, you want to talk about uh, what we've been watching and stuff since we've been doing nothing but consuming media these days?
1: Yeah, uh, what do we got? Man, let's start with the good one. Um, The Plot to Kill America. Oh, yeah,
0: this is a great show. Great
1: fucking show, man. Great fucking show. And it shows you the dangers of certain ways of thinking. And the most genius part of that whole show for me and it's a book actually Did yeah you know should we shit?
0: should we say spoilers or do you want to like avoid no, 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 spoilers no, no, we don't have
1: to spoil it but like yeah yeah well fuck it fuck them i don't give a shit basically okay. may, it's, there, it's there about, may or not, uh, may
0: not be spoilers
1: yeah so what you stop me if i get this wrong so in the election before we entered world war ii uh between fdr and Lindbergh, the famous pilot who flew around the world right so there's
0: something i don't know it was Lindbergh actually the republican nominee
1: yeah, I, I can't remember, man, if he was the nominee Let for me the presidential that out. race. But this is like but an
0: I'm, alternative I'm, history kind of show.
1: Right. I don't know. I don't remember if he was in the presidential race. I don't think he was. But I do know he was a politician, if I'm not mistaken. He might have, like, lost the Republican nomination. But I might be wrong. But Lindbergh... Oh, okay. Yeah, it in, was uh, Lind-
0: FDR and Wendell Wilkie was the uh, Republican. Right. So the- so
1: Lindbergh did, though, one. When- Lindenberg did do that I know from reading so much shit on World War II is Lindbergh went to Germany and basically inspected and had a whole tour of Nazi Germany and how they were mobilizing and rearmament and stuff like that. And he came back bro and basically just rode Germany's nuts and yeah. said how they were so much better than us at everything. they're making better equipment, better planes, more shit. Better Navy, all this stuff, and just kind of just came back and just drilled everybody. And I don't remember if he was an open fascist or not. Um,
0: I uh, think he held like he had said like some anti-Semitic stuff. Uh, For people who don't know, Charles Lindbergh was an American hero during this time. He was the first guy to... fly across nonstop of the Atlantic or I
1: thought, I couldn't remember it was out of the world dude
0: he may have yeah flown around the world like he did something in aviation that made him just yeah. a national hero in the U.S. but he did
1: like but hold the, these and the views. the other real thing that that, that show ta- exposes that I don't think a lot of people knew is dude there was a lot a lot lot like split close to the middle, if I remember, like 40% of the population that did not want to get into World War Two. Oh, yeah. They they did not want to have a repeat of World War One. They wanted Europe to just, hey, let those fuckers deal with their own problems. I don't give a shit. Nazis are cool because they hate communists. We hate communists. So it's great. Let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. Oh, they treat Jews bad. Hey, we don't really like Jews either. There was a lot of people like that at, uh, at this time period. And in the show... Lindenberg wins the presidential nomination, and it's uh, the show follows a Jewish family, and it just shows all the things that are could have gone on in certain a certain situation. But man, the thing, Shane, I, I don't think I'd talk to you about it. the thing that I was so impressed with was just like, how would like, and I don't I don't know if it's going to happen, but it looks like it's going to happen. But how would a nineteen forty America? be able to convince its population to take certain fascist ideas or Nazism ideas to, like, how would they uh, start to uh, persecute their Jews yeah. who were living as free American citizens before this. You know what I mean? I think and what they do all,
0: a really good job of is showing, like, the incremental uh, change, like right, how like then, it changes just you know, a little bit over the months and the, before you know other,
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. Right, no, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, And then the other thing, bro, is like, fuck, I could not, I thought it was so well done on how it showed there's two ways of looking at it when you're like, let's say you're a prospective Jewish person who may or may not be looking at a radical shift in your country's politics in uh, like what we're talking about. Like that scene where his family is in the restaurant uh, with the cab driver. Yeah. And he, are the tour guide. And, um, there's that racist asshole sitting in the, in the cafe. And you're just thinking like, fuck man, it's time to get out. They just got, they just got, uh, you know, racist, hate, you know, uh, bullied at the hotel. And then they're, now they're getting in the thing. And then the dad gets up and starts singing that song, you know, and everybody sings and he that makes that racist scene. look like an asshole. Yeah. And then he tells his kid like, Hey man, you know what? you can go. Cause if there's a guy like this tour guide from Iowa who, you know, is, is open and as good a person like me, then I'm more than happy for, you know, my son to go spend the summer with his family, you know? And I just thought like, damn, that really, cause when I always used to think reading, like, how the fuck did these people not get the fuck out? You know what I'm saying? Like, like at, at some point, you don't see the writing on the wall. But he made a good point. Like, this is my fucking country too, and I am going to fight for it. And there is that dilemma. Like, there is that dilemma to where, yeah, like if you stay, there are enough good people that you could change the, the course of this and you could stop all this. But it's just, it's just. I just thought that was a really cool point that I've never thought of, even reading all sorts of shit like that.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. I recommend uh, anyone go check it out. It's um, it's on HBO. Am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah. HBO uh, plot to—is it plot to kill America? Uh,
0: plot to oh shit, is it plot to kill America or plot to? De- we should probably know what it's called since it's such a good shit, show. I don't know. Plot to destroy it's, America, something like that. It's a great the plot show, against America. Dude. That's what it is. Yeah,
1: that's it. Oh man, it's a great show, dude. I, I like. I don't even know what day it comes out because uh, they release one episode a week. I just check every day. I, I think I it's sun. It it's either
0: Sundays or Mondays
1: yeah one of those two yeah like, i think God they've got four episodes out show. yeah it's a good show man shit
0: yeah i definitely but, uh, recommend that one uh you see any good movies lately
1: uh what else have i watched i started better call Saul with daisy it's okay
0: that's a good show um, uh, that that gets a lot better i haven't caught up on the most recent seasons
1: yeah it's pretty good so far um I watched all those kingdom shows, the Korean zombie flick.
0: Oh, I totally forgot. You told me to watch that. I you got to watch it. It's that.
1: good, man. It's good. And then, um, I finished every season and episode ever of curb your enthusiasm. Since this thing started, that's 10 seasons, probably 10, 12 episodes each season. So I've watched 120 episodes of Larry David and he's my hero. Okay. Cause I'm, he, there's just so many things about his personality that i'm the exact same way You're, you you like,
0: kind of are like a young Larry david in a know, way. like, like oh, you, you call goodness. people out on like social weirdness
1: yeah or like or like just it's basically a lot of things he's uncomfortable with is change like he <laughs> yeah. doesn't he doesn't like the idea that people like their dogs so much they eat out of human bowls he doesn't <laughs> yeah. he doesn't he doesn't like the idea that you know, like people try to take advantage of your good graces sometimes, or like, you know, like I, I, or like, you know, like on one of the new seasons, there's an episode about uh, fake fruit, like the the artificial fruit people put in their bowls and shit. And he grabs one to take a bite and chips his tooth. He's like, "What the fuck is this <laughs> fruit here for? If I can't eat it, you know what I mean?" Or like just shit like that. Yeah. Or I saw like uh It's a brilliant a, show.
0: I, mean, I love that show.
1: Oh yeah, and then I think on the same episode, there's a. Uh, There's a a trash can with no liner in it, and they're like, "No, we don't put trash in that basket." Like, why? Well, it's it's just there for looks. Like, what the fuck you mean? What? Like, I I can't put. Why do you have it if I can't put trash in? It's like, (laughs) like, you know, like it doesn't have a liner, Larry. He's like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) So where do I go when people ask you what I do with your trash, even though there's a trash can here? What do you say? Oh well, it's there because you know we know how to throw trash away, but we actually keep the trash in the pantry. Like what the fuck? Like, oh, it's a great show, man. Uh, um, shit, dude, I can't think anything else.
0: I watched uh, a good movie last night. Um, have you seen Richard Jewell? It was oh, uh, it came the, out last year. The
1: Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, the right? Clint
0: Eastwood movie. Um, it's about the nineteen ninety six uh, Atlantic uh, Olympic oh. Olympics. Uh, yeah, Man, I couldn't get that word out um, about a security guard who uh, he found uh, a suspicious package that turned out to actually be a bomb and um, like saved a lot of people. And then after everything, the bomb explodes, but he got a lot of people out of the way. The uh, The FBI uh, goes after him, basically thinking he's because he was kind of a, a loser before then, like uh, the he had been kicked out of, of uh, a sheriff's uh, deputy job and like he lost his security job before then because of various stuff but he was actually a really good guy and uh the fbi kind of went after him because he kind of fit that uh lone mm-hmm. uh bomber profile but it's a great move like great acting uh great pacing of the story i think it's and i don't really like a lot of uh I'm going to say me and Clint Eastwood, is like uh, 60% of his movies I like, 40% I don't like. So I, I, I thought this was great.
1: I can't remember which ones he made,
0: though. What, um, what's
1: the ones you don't like? Because I don't remember.
0: Wasn't a big what fan of The made. Mule. Um, that's one he actually acted into.
1: What's it called, Shane?
0: It's called The, the Mule. Mule. Yeah, it's about yeah, he, he plays seen. like an older guy who uh, works for the cartels uh, transporting drugs. Because right, he, I haven't he's, seen it. He doesn't draw suspicion. Uh, I I watched most of it. I just couldn't get into it. Um
1: I'll tell you what, dude. I don't give a flying rat's ass what anybody thinks about his movies. If you make a movie like Unforgiven, dude, oh, you yeah. can make sh- you can make shit movies. You get a pass for, the for life. Of life. Good, the bad and yeah. ugly.
0: I watched part of that the other night. Now that's Dude, that's
1: a goddamn good movie.
0: Now, Clint Eastwood, like he may be a crazy old bastard now, but man, his work on those movies. He, he gets a little bit of a pass on his crazy behavior now. Dude,
1: once you're 70, like 75, like, guys, listen. Once I'm 70 or 75, like, dude, I'm not responsible for anything. Like Oh, yeah, y'all dude, think he has no at, filter at, now. At some point, if you've been on this planet 70 years or how, I don't know, let, let's just say 70, like, there should be, like, a pass you get for, hey, man, he doesn't really need to give a shit about anybody else's feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if he wants to tell somebody to fuck you, he's earned that right. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't know. I just kind of feel that way. Like, oh, man, I've had old people chew my ass out of, when I was a kid at the grocery store, you know, and call me all sorts of names. And it's like, all right, man, yeah. <laughs> like, like, get out of here old time before I fucking smack you. <laughs> but... I mean, if you can't get a pass when you're old like that, then fuck! I don't know if I want to live to be that. Yeah,
0: old. why else would you live that long? Yeah, I'm
1: kind you of you don't feel you wake
0: towards. up feeling shitty every day. Why wouldn't you be able to just say whatever you want?
1: Right, exactly. Like, what kind of world do we live in where you can't get to the point to where you can actually just say and do whatever the fuck you want? Like, oh, I haven't shaved or I haven't shaved showered or cut my fingernails in six weeks. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Like, I don't give a fuck. Well, so. <laughs> Just so disgusting. Who gives a fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to get old. Well, no, no, I don't really want to get old. I kind of enjoy my life sometimes. Not right now, but most of the time. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, you uh, you can go. You can go with me tomorrow, or what?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll talk to you about it after the podcast. All
1: right.
0: Do you uh? Did you think of that thing you were trying to think of earlier?
1: fuck no dude I was good I had like some questions I was gonna run by like some rapid fire but now I can't remember what the fuck they were oh well All right, for the, they were good it for they next was, time. oh I gotta ask Shane but I fucking fucking forgot I don't know if I think I'm gonna do them next time shit what were they it was something about something about like coming out of this what were gonna be the goofy things um hmm. I don't remember I think there's a real possibility that movie theaters never see the light of day again
0: it's possible I think um my, predict- uh, yeah, My prediction I is.
1: Think, but do you think do you think the 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 atmosphere and the tradition of like taking a date to the movie theaters will keep them alive or at least come back? You know.
0: I think Alamo is going to be one that survives because it's like so much more of an experience. Um, I think they really captured like more of the fun of going to the movies that uh, the like big corporate ones kind of forgot about. Like I think like the AMC and the. Uh, or Regal, and I can't think of any other uh, big theater chains that are just like, you know, you you buy a ticket for $14 and buy overpriced popcorn and go sit down and, you know, watch ads before a movie. I I think that's going to die, which I think it was already on its way out. But I think the kind of boutique movie theaters, I think that'll be around because people still do like going out and, you know, hell, you can have a beer and a cocktail while you watch a movie. That's... Awesome. So I think they'll either adapt to that new model, uh, more so than they already have, or they'll, they'll probably die out.
1: Yeah, I think, I think they'll be okay. Even if they all went out of business this year, I think they would come, make a resurgence and come back. The only thing I think that would stop them would be like Hollywood, not seeing the point in it anymore because they can release their movies directly to their own platform and collect all that profit. Yeah something like that but like i i think though i think they'll come back because that, that's kind of like an american tradition i don't think can go away you know what i mean
0: yeah i hope well, not i don't i don't want to lose it
1: I, I mean shit stops happening for a reason that might be the nail in the coffin who knows
0: yeah never know um
1: I, I don't know man like uh it's uh it's just crazy yeah i just it's just so everything's just so goddamn hazy you just don't know what's gonna happen you know
0: yeah it's true it's we're we're living in history right now. Yeah. It's it's weird to think about, but we are in like the pages of history.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know what, like I honestly had this whole life planned. I had this whole year planned out and now dude, I, I don't have a fucking clue. Like I think all my plans will probably be okay. if Nothing. If shit don't hit the fan, but, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, man. Like it's, it's, it's definitely a really, I, I, Oh, I have a cool story. So, um, i love old victor davis hansen right so the hoover institute which is like a think tank for the government and it's a it's attached to stanford university so he's a part of that right well he um he uh they did a they're doing their own what would you call it because they have like a bunch of generals and former politicians like condoleezza rice people like that and all this shit Are a part of this group And it's like This big think tank And stuff And they also do Like their own Uh So basically They're doing like Their own I don't want to say Briefings But like They have different experts And people who Whatever you know a part of their Organization that do like Q&A's And, and little uh, Talks and shit And they They did one on Uh Like online Like you know what I mean Oh
0: that's cool and,
1: <laughs> So like I uh, I <laughs> That was so Aria I got it yeah, I got an email that um, they were doing one, and he was the speaker. So I got on and I watched it, and I got to ask that motherfucker a question, and he answered it. So that was pretty oh, cool. I kind of cool. nerded. I I kind of nerded out over that for a minute. <laughs> that was pretty neat. <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" I even videotaped his response. I didn't get the part where he said my name. But that was pretty bad, but that sucks. But it, I'm talking to Shane. Get away from me.
0: <laughs> Hi, you?
1: No, she. I'm on the headphones. She just woke up. But like, uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool, man. I asked him. I asked him. I go, well, how much? You know, like you have the greatest. Like, I think in history, it's kind of a fact that generations that suffer extreme hardships come out of it a lot. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, but they come out of it very strong, and they have uh, a lot more down to earth mentality, and they work really hard, fight really hard. Well, we all, I don't have to talk about this. We talked about this a lot. Did we do this on the
0: Bryant podcast or the one we didn't publish?
1: Man, I think we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. But like, uh, so like, um, my question was, I know that this isn't on the same scale as like what the golden generation had in, uh, you know, like in, they had, you know, the, they had the depression and then they had a, there was actually another little financial depression at the end of the thirties. And then they had world war two. And I said like, but you know, they're the best, basically the generation that made America what it is. And I asked like, you know, so what do you think, um, this will have what an effect, what effect will this have on our generation? Cause I, I for, for a fact, I've changed. Like, I, I can tell you that. Like, I mean, within one month of doing this, I've changed to where I swear to God, I will be financially, um, probably it will even dictate where I live from now on, because I will never live in a big city. Um, there's a lot of things about this that have changed about me just from this. Yeah. And I asked him, like, so I know it's not on the same scale as i'm not trying to say what what we're enduring is the same as what they endured but what do you think will be the change from this and he said well he goes i i I really think that what's i'll put the the response to that question on our facebook page so you guys can watch it awesome but basically what he said is i think um and i think me and you have talked about this the last one is that i think that america is going to take a very deep look at itself and start to justify. And uh, this social hierarchy of what what careers are important and not important, I think they're going to get shuffled around a little bit to where I think people are going to have a lot more respect for the people working in grocery stores and truck drivers and agriculture, all, this, all the essential jobs basically right like what, what what the people that can go to work in something like this yeah like the whole you argument know? for
0: uh, raising the minimum wage i think got a lot stronger
1: oh fuck yeah I, I don't know if anybody after this tries to tell me that a guy checking groceries shouldn't make fifteen dollars an hour they should have their ass whooped like i mean <laughs> that yeah absolutely after after
0: what they went through through all this and like putting it, themselves on the line Unbelievable yeah, it, 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 they it, absolutely deserve to make a living wage at the bare minimum. You
1: know, not just that. Like, you can make an argument that nurses and doctors and the medical community... I mean, I, I can say, in my opinion, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, of course, there's no way you can value the cost of risking your life, right? Right. And I know that nurses... There's incentives that nurses and doctors have gotten, financial incentives like, dude, New York was paying people... T- T- nurses ten thousand dollars a week
0: dude oh in hazard pay
1: yeah good to they get deserve them- it to- oh no i'm not i'm not great <laughs> yeah, but it's great I'm but just, it's cra- but yeah I'm, it is crazy but to- what I'm, but all I'm saying is is that yes doctors and nurses risk their lives more than anybody in situations like this but for the most part they're pretty well compensated like nurses doctors in the medical industry they're one of the highest paying uh, industries you can go into. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, there's but, a
0: reason so many people go to school for it is because it is. Like
1: right. A, and then the deal, what not i not saying they just do it for the should, money, but yeah,
0: you know what I right, mean? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those people honestly are called to do that, man. Like I, I have, you have to be respect for those. I couldn't do too. it. Like, um, so like, but like the thing with, he was talking about, is like, man, but when it, when shit hits the fan, bro, uh, the career I want and the career I have, even, eh, they kind of don't really matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I kind of don't really do anything. So oh, we like, still, yeah. still got to
0: have space for those, like, the passionate career, like uh, what you're talking about, and you know, studying. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we like, can't but get her. for the.
1: But, but for yeah, see what the you're gro- saying. The grocery, the grocery industry, the the truck driving industry, the the distribution centers, the farmers, agriculture is like, man, they have got to be compensated better and not seen as just some, man, I'm not even, yeah, like, like you said, if you can't make $15 an hour after this as minimum wage, we're fucking up somewhere because that, that's not cool, man. Like, I mean, you know, you can, you, everybody can stay home and you know, I'm not talking shit, but I mean, fuck, I'd love to be a college professor, but let's be honest. You take a a PhD college professor who makes six figures. uh, I greatly value and think that his position is important to society. I'm not saying that. But when something like this hits the fucking fan, he can go lock himself in his house or people can go like me and you. We've been able to stay home and, and be safe and take a very precautious approach to all this. But the poor bastard, the poor 60, 50 year old woman. And I'm not joking, guys. I worked in there forever. There is a bunch of career checkers, like career cashiers at United and Walmart that are out there risking their fucking lives to just check my goddamn groceries and they're making eight bucks an hour. And that's not cool. man. The people most at
0: risk, like the ones who are literally defined as the at risk population are part of the essential workers.
1: Exactly. And it's, I, I don't think it, you're going to be hard pressed to make an argument now that those jobs such as like uh, farmhands or truck drivers, which truck drivers do pretty well. But uh, those essential jobs that aren't in the medical industry that have always been, oh, we don't need to rate. Like I've heard Ben Shapiro make the argument a million times. But those aren't jobs that people should be having forever. Yeah. Those are jobs that you have when you're a kid and then you move on to something else. Yeah, that sounds all good and great, asshole, until shit hits a fan like it did. And man, there's no, there's no argument for that now. I don't see, I just don't see it. I mean, Oh, it was a one-time thing. You know what? It, no, fuck you, man. That's not cool. People should be able to make a living doing whatever job they do, especially if it's essential. And I mean, it really, I, I really am uh, proud that I came from that kind of like work cause I know the ins and out of it. And man, I can't imagine doing it now, dude. I went to Walmart, you know, and everybody, all the employees of United and Walmart are wearing masks and gloves and it's a it's a really surreal thing. Yeah, it is. But I don't know. It. I could never think of that funny shit I want to tell you. So.
0: Oh, well, we'll uh, save it for the next one. All right, motherfucker. All right, man. Well, uh, good talking to you as always. Um,
1: Hopefully the next one will be able to do in person or something. And yeah. If not, we'll do this. But I think things looking up, man. It's going to
0: be Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, opt- I'm optimistic now.
1: Coming That's around better than we were that first week Oh god I yeah <laughs> I think I called you once and you were like Hey Corey I have a noose around my neck in my closet I'm like Shane I'm holding a box cutter to my wrist right now
0: That first week was a little bit rough
1: but I'm about to kill my family And then myself Shane <laughs> We gotta we're meet not Jesus gonna, We're not gonna risk it <laughs> Yeah
0: things right. have Things have gotten a lot better
1: Alright brother well, I'll holler at you later man Alright man talk to you later Alright dude later dude Later.
0: all right that is the end of the podcast uh thank you guys for listening as always um i want to give a shout out to uh tom and bingo's barbecue you guys make sure you're supporting them with the curbside um bomb brazil same thing i know they're doing deliveries just check out their facebook page uh vinyl bjj uh check out marcus's page um see if you can get some geese done when well, we got all this downtime. Um, Other than that, I got nothing else. I want to thank you guys for listening. Remember to check out our Instagram, uh, Skipping Church Podcast. Uh, Same thing for Facebook. And tell your friends about the podcast. And thank you guys as always, and we will catch you next time.